Hey there, and welcome to another episode of The Walk, and Happy New Year! This is the first episode of The Walk, and I am out on an evening on the third day of the year 2023. And today I want to share with you what I've done uh, most of this day, which is preparing for another year of journaling. Journaling is something I discovered uh, a bit more than a year ago, and then I upgraded to uh, another uh, genre, you could say, of of, uh, journaling called bullet journaling. I've mentioned this before here uh, on the walk, and after doing that for a couple of uh, months, I decided to level it up even more, and so I made some changes in the way I'm going to journal, and I would like to share with you the reasons why I am doing it the way I do it now. I'm walking here down the uh, main shopping street in my town of Bennecombe. The stores are still open. It is uh, a little bit after half past five, so the shops will, at least like the, there's this bakery here on my left, those stores will close at six, and then the supermarkets, like the Albert Heijn here on the left, and then a little bit more down the road, they will close at nine. <clears throat> it is a, uh, uh, it's chilly, but it's not very cold. We've had some um, relatively mild temperatures, which of course is is great because it uh, doesn't cost as much to heat the house. And uh, this past Sunday, I had to ride my bike um, to Venendal for mass. And that is the location um, that where that is farthest away from me. So the last time I went there by bike, my toes literally froze, and I had some issues with them because it was so cold. Um, but last Sunday it was a, a, a lot better. It was uh, quite mild, and uh, the streets are still glistening with all these Christmas lights or seasonal holiday lights. I love it that they keep them up for a couple more weeks because these are the still the kind of the darkest, most somber weeks of the year. And uh, these, these bright, you know, lights and uh, Christmas trees that people have up in their front yard, uh, they're definitely helping to give it a bit more of warmth and, I don't know, makes it a bit more interesting. So I am officially on my first winter break in a long, long time. Maybe it's been a decade since I took a break after Christmas. And you may wonder why I'm recording this podcast, because when you're on a break, you're not supposed to work. Well, my definition of being on a break is that I only do stuff that I like to do. And so my days are much more free-form than normally. Um, But it doesn't mean I just sit in a chair and sleep or (laughs) spend my entire day watching TV. I like to uh, make it as varied as possible. This is one of the tricks that I learned um, during my travels when I was, uh, for instance, out in... Ireland or Scotland on vacation, the best way to maximize uh, those short vacations, usually we, uh, we only had 
about 10 or 12 days, uh, me and my fellow priests. Um, but for me, the trick was to never waste a day, but to try to do at least two or three different things during a day. It could either be, you know, a walk to the local pub to get a um, hearty breakfast with uh, beans and, and fried eggs. Or, and then maybe in, um, in the afternoon we would go hiking uh, or visit a, a museum or a castle. And then in the evening um, it would be going to a supermarket, um, getting all the stuff for dinner, try out a few new recipes and then cook dinner. And then maybe top it off with a, a game of, uh, of, uh, of Risk, something like that. And by packing these days with all these different elements it gave you the impression that you'd been on vacation for 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 weeks for many weeks plus i also of course made sure to take pictures and to uh to film so that when i was finally back home i could go back to those uh, you know weeks of vacation and relive all those experiences because all those photos and that footage triggers a lot of memories and it's all about memories. It doesn't really matter how much time you spend on each and every element of your day. Um, it's just the variety. Because, you know, for instance, when I, this morning, I sat down and I played um, a Nintendo game on my Switch, which I don't think I've touched for more than a year. I got the Switch in the midst of, uh, of covid Everybody was uh, raving about uh, Animal Crossing and it was a way to, to connect with other people and build a little town and invite people over, even though we were all in lockdown all over the planet. I had a blast playing that game and then people told me, you absolutely have to get this other game, which is Zelda Breath of the Wild. Zelda is a, one of the major franchises of, of Nintendo and... Uh, Zelda is an elf who um, has been on adventures for decades now. And so they made a game specifically for the Switch, which was um, quite innovative and still is. Uh, it's an open world and you can travel. It's huge. The map is huge. There are no loading times. You just walk around in this gigantic world. And all that is portable because I'm playing it on a portable device. And so... I had bought that game, I think, two years ago and never allowed myself uh, time to play it. It was actually still in shrink wrap this morning. So I finally got it out, sat down, and for an hour played through the first stages of that game. And I loved it. It was wonderfully done. It's such a beautiful game. Um, very atmospheric, very, you know, no pressure, stress-free gaming. That's how I like my video games from time to time, especially if I'm slowing down. And then after about an hour, um, my right hand started to cramp. The downside of a Nintendo Switch is that it is a relatively small console. It's, of course, targeting a younger audience. And I noticed that, um, the, especially the right, um, what you call it, the lever or the thing that you use to, to uh, rotate the screen is a bit lower than the one on the right side and so my hand is never in a comfortable position when I'm playing this game. Plus the screen is kind of small, smallish at least for 
someone who uh, has to put on reading glasses for this kind of stuff. And so after about an hour, I was starting to get tired and I, I uh, saved a game and put it away. And tomorrow I'll probably do another session. But the memory has no timestamp on it. So I still feel that today I've been doing so many things that I love. And uh, it started this morning not with uh, the video game, but with um, setting up my journal. I deliberately took a few days, or actually just two days after uh, New Year's Eve, to take it easy and clean up a little bit. Um, I had a wonderful New Year's Eve with friends. Uh, Father Eric came over and then Veronique and Bart. And we played a board game, um, which took about, I would say, two and a half, three hours. Um, it was a fun board game. We played it once before. And uh, you have to solve these murder mysteries. It's basically, you're kind of like a detective. Um, and uh, something has happened in this case. We were in medieval Paris and... A guy was murdered and actually a, a copy, copyist, so someone who is um, copying old manuscripts. And you have to figure out why he was murdered and who did it. So you have to, in order to unravel the plot, you have to interview people. And the cool thing about this board game is that it also has an accompanying app. And you point at all these QR codes um, that allow you, thanks to the app, to travel from place to place and then in these locations you can look around with the we use an iPad and you can move it around almost it's like a kind of AR type of experience and you have to look for clues and so you find objects and then you scan those the cards with those objects on them to see if it reveals something that could tell you more about what actually happened so that took about three hours and then um, we uh, we did the countdown to uh, midnight and uh, <laughs> And then uh, about, I don't know, an hour later, um, everyone went home. I still stayed up a bit more to watch some TV. And then I went to bed way too late, only slept four hours. And so I was like, but I am on a winter break. You know, who cares? <laughs> the only thing is that the next morning I had mass on the first day of January. It's uh, the solemnity of uh, Mary, Mother of God. And so uh, the mass started at a quarter past ten um, and this is also the first year that I don't have a car anymore and so I knew that I, my only option was to go by bike which means that I have to um, leave home much earlier than if I have that option for a, to, to, to take the car um, so it takes about 45 minutes and it was uh, quite a ride <laughs> there's a lot of wind I have to traverse a, a very open area where it's all meadows is usually where they grow stuff in the summer and you've got cows but almost no trees no houses which means that the wind can pick up really strongly and so I had uh, quite a bit of wind to conquer and on the way back of course as always the wind had turned so I had another trip back also fighting against the wind so I was pretty exhausted um, but it, it you know what changes the experience is to know that I am on a break. And so I just see it as exercise and had fun. And I was very kind of relaxed the entire morning, even during mass. And, uh, and then in the afternoon, 
I was like, hmm, you know what? It's the beginning of the new year. Um, I am a little bit hampered by um, my right leg. The lower part of my leg is a bit, uh, has been, I've been kind of over training a bit. Um, and so the Achilles heel is a bit stiff. However, I still would love to train for another marathon. So um, I've been taking it slow for a couple of weeks now, training-wise. So, for instance, today, is, I'm recording this on Tuesday. Normally, in, on Tuesday evening at 7.30, I would go to my uh, training, my running group. But I'm skipping those just to focus on the preparation for the marathon. And I try to take it easy, <laughs> if you can say that training for a marathon is taking it easy. So I... Um, I dusted off my old trusty Hal Higdon app and let it calculate if uh, if I were to run a marathon after uh, Easter, what should I do in order to to run it and also to run it well. And so I'm right now following the pre- prescriptions of the app and since it's just the beginning, um, it's still feasible. So for that particular Sunday, um, the app told me that um, there was actually a 13k run scheduled now 13k is nothing to sneeze at but it's still relatively feasible especially since i've been training all year long with my training group and so um in the morning i was like no i'm not gonna do it now i want to just start up slowly i've got mass to focus on but in the afternoon it started to itch a bit it's like hmm i kind of I kind of like going out for a run, um, get some fresh air. And so I got into my running clothes and uh, started running towards around 4, 4.30, I think. It was still light, but then around this time of the year, the sun starts to set um, even before 5 p.m. And so most of the run was in darkness. And, uh, but it was very enjoyable. And running like that, I had plugged my ears um, so I've got these um, earplugs to um, protect me against uh, rogue fireworks. And here in the Netherlands, kids, as I mentioned last week, uh, love to save up their fireworks, not just for New Year's Eve, but then a couple of days afterwards, they will still um, be seen in, in, in small groups throwing fireworks around and making a, a lot of noise. And so as a precaution, I just made sure that my ears were protected. And so I couldn't also listen to music or to audiobooks while I was running. And instead, I just took those, what is it? I think I ran for, for how much did I do? A bit more than an hour and a half. I think an hour, 45 minutes, something like that. Uh, I ran in just hearing the, my own heartbeat and uh, the kind of the thumping of my shoes on the pavement. And I was able to think about the new year. What am I going to do with this spare time? And just thinking over all sorts of possibilities. And uh, in the vein of what I was talking about last week, that it's this year is not going to be about exactly what I do or how much I do, but it's who I want to be and how I want to express myself uh, and and the things that God wants me to express. So it's much more... um, trying to seek what is the core of my existence here on earth, what is my core mission, and then 
live that, experience it, making room for that, and then as almost as a side effect, share it because it's tough when 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 you're living a life of joy or or discovery of not every day of course is going to be joyful this year there may be very hard times ahead but every single moment even if it's you could categorize it as negative is 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 also a learning a, a, a time a, a moment where you grow where you where i mean how do you get stronger uh, while preparing for a marathon or faster it's by experiencing a certain amount of pain as well <laughs> and so um that's what i was thinking about so what would that entail and also how can i um how can i focus on the things that give me energy that bring me um the satisfaction of making something that is lasting a bit longer than just the um day in day out social media stuff and so um i didn't really make any plans uh, which is always a bit my, or used to be, I should say, my uh, uh, my pitfall is uh, I come home and then I was like, yeah, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do five podcasts and ten videos and three live streams and <laughs> renovate the house and uh, make a plan for the garden. I did none of that. I just let all that creativity flow through my brain, which usually happens when I'm when I'm moving, when I'm walking. I get very creative ideas. And I just sat, sat down and, and put them in OneNote uh, on my computer. Just this, this crossed my mind. Without any order of importance or any resolutions, just putting it on paper as, a, as the yield of that particular run. And then I did nothing else. I went to bed next morning, slept in a little bit, felt a lot better. Uh, Father Henry came over to visit me. Um, and uh, he, uh, he's now officially no longer the pastor of this parish. He's going to move in about uh, a week, a little bit more than a week, so he's packing his stuff. I think um, it will start tomorrow doing that. Um, and so he just stopped by for some, uh, to see if I could uh, uh, help him with some stuff. And then in the evening, I got another phone call from the rectory in in uh, Father Henry's rectory, and they invited me over for dinner because apparently Father Eric has a, a personal tradition of eating Chinese takeaway on New Year's Eve, or actually on New Year's Day. But uh, on New Year's Day, I think they, um, they they worked hard to get rid of all the leftovers of the evening before, and so it, he postponed his tradition to the second day of the New Year. And so uh, we went to get some Chinese takeaway. I spent the rest of the evening there. I um, went a bit overboard, I think, calorie-wise, but that all brings me to today. And so this was like the first normal day of the week of the new year. I had a good night's sleep, almost eight hours, which I haven't had for, for quite a while. Um, and then I, um, I decided, okay, this is... This is an occasion for me to establish a new style, a new rhythm. And what's going to help me in this new year is going to be journaling. Now, um, 
I've, if, if you want to hear why I started journaling, uh, you may want to search through the, the archive of, of the walk, uh, episodes of The Walk on the website, fatheroderick.com, uh, because there are a couple of episodes that I did about uh, journaling and what it brought me. And so, um, if you recall, a couple of months ago, I read this book by a writer, this guy, I think the name is Ryder. I'm not sure if it's first name, first name or last name. Anyway, um, and it's, it's about bullet journaling, which is a super simple journaling method where you only need a pen and paper. That's all you need. One color, nothing of the fancy stuff that you often see on uh, Instagram and on, on YouTube with all the tutorials. Because I'm, for me, journaling is not an expression of artistry. It's a way to order my, my mind to reflect on things and to evaluate. And so um, the, the, the method itself, just a very short summary, is you start with an index where you jot down where you can find stuff in, in, your, um, in your journal. Um, and then you do a, like a, a, a number of pages dedicated to the various months. So you can put, it's the, called the future log, and that's where you put all your plans for the next year, approximately because that can change later on. And then, uh, and then you start with the first month. And uh, on one side, you put like a list of all the days. Um, this is really what <laughs> forces me to scribble because it's a, 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 a relatively small journal that I'm using. And so in order to get all the, you know, 31 days of January on one page, I have to really count like the dots to make sure that I don't lack space on the bottom of the page and then um, I, you add a, a task list on the right for stuff you want to do that month and that's kind of not in order and then you can basically move certain projects or ideas to the left side to give them a certain date just like a cert, certain calendar um, and then uh, the, the idea used to be you just write very briefly, with a few words, the tasks that you do, um, just remarks, things you want to write down, um, uh, like important things you need to remember. Uh, and then the next day, it's iterative. You go back and you see, so what can I cross off? What did I actually do? Which one, which projects do I want to do today that I didn't do yesterday? And if I think I'm unable to do it today, then I have to make a decision. Is it so important that I want to move it even further? Or can I just get rid of it and delete it and uh, cross it out? Um, and so if you think you should do it this month, but you can't do it today or tomorrow, you just move it back to the future log. You just jot it down on the, on the monthly page and then you'll schedule it for some other time. Now, this process sounds a bit laborious to do that by hand, but the fact that you're writing it down, uh, it, for me, has been a tremendous help to slow down my, uh, the process of, of, um, of, of uh, planning new projects. Uh, it's, it's the slowness and the cumbersomeness, because I'm not an e I don't write easily. Wow, I've never been in this park. Okay, let me go on this path here. It's a relatively new neighborhood. 
and I, I've just discovered it. It's really nice. It's got a small park here on the left. Is a playground for kids, abandoned now because it's dark. And then on the right side are these apartment buildings, like two or three stories high. And uh, maybe this is for older people, I don't know. There's a common room downstairs, or, or is that just a family room? Anyway, windows open, or well, the windows, the curtains are open, and I can see family sitting there at a table enjoying uh, their evening dinner. Uh, oh, and there's a nice Christmas tree here in the center of the, of the park between the apartment buildings left and right, and it is covered in thousands of tiny lights. Actually, I don't even think it's a tree. I think it's just a pole, and then they have a net with LED lights uh, in a triangular shape. But if it's dark, you don't notice that there's no tree. Instead, you've got this very beautiful, almost symmetrical uh, web of, of, of sparkling lights. I love this. Yeah, oh yeah, it's just a pole. I can see it now. It's actually a flagpole. <laughs> They turned into a Christmas tree. I need to get myself one of those in my front garden this year. This looks fun and easy to mount. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> when, it's, when it's getting light again, you just see the flagpole. So I can, uh, I can um, I say that, raise the Vatican flag on the important days in the Vatican or something like that. We'll see. Um, so <laughs> where was I? So, um, this, uh, what, what it, I need to do always when I start a new month is to sit down and to um, kind of make those first divisions, like this is the index page and this is that. And, and then I, the rest of the, of the process is relatively easy. It takes a, a couple of minutes every day to just jot down. These are the, the, the things I want to do today. And if I have a thought during the day, I just go back to my journal. It's always on the table. So the simplicity also in, uh, entails putting it in a place where you can easily sit down, jot down your thoughts, and then move on again. So it's always in the living room, in the same spot. Um, what, I, what I changed this year is um, thinking about what I said last week, that I wanted to focus more on who I become and who I want to be and what I learn instead of just what I do and on the productivity is that I, I, I was thinking maybe I can also um, use that to change the way I do this, this journaling. Um, and what I, what I missed last year is that it became very task-oriented. The whole system is about, it's kind of like a, a type of to-do list. It's, I think it's better than a to-do list because it helps you to evaluate every day. But, um, but it's still pretty much focused on tasks and then maybe some random thoughts. And I was like, well, for me, the most important thing this year is not exactly all these things I want to do and productions and podcasts. A lot of that stuff, like, you know, recording three podcasts every week, that's a routine. I don't need to jot that down every day, but what I do miss is a bit more what I used to do when I did long-form uh, journaling. It's just write down the things that I've learned or discovered or stuff that I struggle with and how I try to uh, process that. And so I was like, well, what if I add a section about things I've learned and discovered? In fact, that gave me the idea to also 
bring that into the mix of my weekly podcast a break. Um, to, I used to do that on the extra show that I recorded uh, for, for the patrons. It was like, what did I learn this week on the internet or something like that. So if I learned something by watching a TikTok video or reading a blog, I would share that. And I was like, well, what if I um, use the journal every single day to write down the lessons that I learn? And it can be by listening to a, a, another podcast or by reflection or something that came to me in prayer. Or, and this, of course, is a major ingredient of my days... Um, processing what I read, taking notes. I know, mentally, intellectually, that um, reading, of course, is already giving you tons of input and uh, you can learn so much from reading. It has expanded my horizon tremendously. But writing these things down um, multiplies the, the benefit that you get from reading. Even if it's just short phrases... Um, quotes, that sort of stuff. It's just that it wasn't part of my routine because I'm, I'm documenting and logging my reading habits online in the cloud on Goodreads and recently started to also uh, use um, kind of an open source type of Fediverse version of Goodreads. But right now, mostly on Goodreads, I just write a short review after reading a book. Um, but I don't take notes while reading. Um, also because I'm usually, uh, when I'm, the way that I read so many books every week is because half of the reading I do by listening to audiobooks. And so I figured, well, what if every day when I open my journal, I just write down, if I'm reading something, I'll just write down stuff that I learned that day from the book. Like, for instance, oh, there's a group of fellow runners that are uh, running out there in the dark. <laughs> they all have their uh, vests on with uh, bright LED lights, white in the front and red in the back. I've got one of those as well. Maybe I should get another one because when it's dark like this, and especially if it's raining, uh, with the amount of traffic that you have here, you want to be super visible. So, anyway, <laughs> maybe I should get a spare uh, running vest note to self write that down <laughs> but um, this uh, so this morning it's another thing I did today I continued reading a book or listening to an audio book about um, frugality <laughs> it's a, a, fa a, a like an account by a family uh, and they completely changed their lifestyle and uh, they they tell the reader how they save money and, and uh, change their lives by focusing on not just frugality to save money um, or be miserable, but as a way of intentional living. Um, it's more akin to minimalism, what they propose. But it's also financial minimalism. And uh, so I was, I was getting a lot of benefit from that book. It, it just gave me some ideas. Oh, maybe I can do that as well. And one of the things that I read was that, uh, according to the writer, uh, frugality had made them super creative. Well, he's always juggling with a uh, few things and making the most out of everything that they find or uh, figure out or do together. 
And it's like, yes, I like that approach. It's like frugality as a road towards creative use of, of the goods in your life and, and the money. I'm like, I need to write that down. And then I'm like, yeah, you see, I need that uh, in my journal. What I need less of is actually this daily log of to do tasks that I want to do. So I made some changes. I, uh, instead of uh, focus, uh, um, just starting to write on a day-by-day basis what I wanted to do, I just created a two-page spread with the entire month, just squares. And then um, every square is a day of, the, of this month. And they're pretty tiny because the journal itself is small. But I can write probably two or three things in every square, which is actually enough. Ultimately, ideally, I would just have one, like the frog, you know, which frog am I going to eat today? So one important thing and then maybe two side projects or things. Um, And that's all I need to write down. If I have thoughts, reflections things learned that that's going to be the core of the journal that's what I want to write down and so that comes later and it means that it's actually saves me a lot of space as well and time because the actual inventory of what am I going to do today is just putting three things in that little square and that's it and all the rest is bonus Um, and then a lot of it is routine I mean who cares if I don't, I don't need to write down that I have to record podcasts because it's part of my, as I said, my routine. So, um, and then I, while I was like creating the index of the, of the journal, I got another idea. It's like, what if I um, log the, the things that I've logged also in, uh, previously in my bullet journal, but uh, if I do that in a graphical way, so I can see if I make progress. Um, so, for instance, ever since the winter started, I wanted to log every single day how much energy I use and how much gas to heat the house. And I was trying to keep it in check. Um, and that's been revelatory. It's been so helpful. to uh, Because while riding down... Um, I'm going to cross the road here to get out of the traffic because I'm walking on a on a biking lane and as you can tell there are lots of bikes here and lots of cars on the other side of the road is a somewhat quieter road I'm just going to walk up to the middle of this road let these other cars from the other direction pass and now I can cross safely to this road and I have no idea where it leads because I've never been here before this is the the frontier of the other of the the bigger town north of where I live, Aden. That's where I go if I need to get my geek supplies because they've got a very cool geek store with lots of merchandise from the the big franchises like Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones and Harry Potter. But they also have a lot of anime stuff, like that you could buy these uh, building kits for gun. Is it Gundam? Gundam robots, these like these big gigantic robots that fight each other in the <laughs> classic Japanese anime style. <laughs> anyway, none of that in the village where I live because the uh, average age of the people is probably not suitable for that kind of merchandise. Anyway, 
So um, knowing how much energy I use every day and seeing the difference, because I would write down the numbers that I see on the various, uh, like on the gas meter and also on the electricity meter. Um, but uh, I also see that, so like today I've been, or yesterday I've been using way more energy. Why was that? Oh yeah, I've been playing on the Xbox and of course it's a small computer so it's using more energy or uh, <laughs> I've been using the dehumi dehumidifier um, for a couple of hours. That too is um, draining energy. And so it gave me much more awareness of uh, why on some days I don't use that much energy and on other days I do use more. Um, however, it's still just numbers. So I figured, well, what if I put those numbers in a chart and I could plot? You know, if, it, if I use more, then the, the, the graph will go up. And if I use less, the graph goes down. There's something more um, motivating to see that, oh, actually, I'm saving on energy. And then I was like, well, well, I could do that for my own, like, personal mental energy as well. So in addition to creating uh, this plot, this graph, where I plot my energy use or usage, I also created a page where I, I jot down uh, four things that I want to work on this month and probably also next month. The first one, it's something that we're all thinking of at the beginning of the new year. It's weight. How do I get the extra weight that I gained during the, um, during the Christmas season and New Year's Eve? How do I get that down to normal levels again? Or acceptable levels? Uh, what is normal? Um, and I figured, you know, uh, I, I've been tracking my, my weight every single day uh, for a couple of months now because I've got this... Uh, uh, what is it, smart scale, and it sends, sends it to an app, so I log that. Um, but again, it's just numbers. So I started to set myself a goal. Um, how, what is my ideal weight, also for running, because I'm a, a bit too heavy. It may actually be part of the reasons why I overextended my Achilles heel, just because I'm a little bit too heavy. And the heavier you are, the harder it is on your legs and your muscles and your joints to sustain you. So, like, let's see if I can uh, use uh, calorie counting. So I did some research, um, and I, I, I discovered that my Fitness Pal, which is an app that I've been using for years, they had just um, moved the, the barcode scanning option, which is super essential if you want to count calories, because otherwise you have to... Oh, just manually enter every single thing you eat. Uh, they move that to uh, the pre as a premium feature. So now you have to pay a ton of money every month uh, in order to still be able to scan your product. So like, okay, let's look for an alternative. Deleted the app. And I found Yazi, I think it's called. I'm not sure. I'll put it in the show notes. Which is um, similar, but offers a lot more. For, for zero. I mean, it's, it's not as obnoxious as the, the MyFitnessPal greedy stuff. And um, so I just nice reboot of counting my calories and planning my meals. And uh, um, so I'm, that's the, one, the first thing I'm plotting. The next thing I'm plotting is the amount of sleep. Um, and sleep and calorie intake 
are super important. I know that if I sleep eight hours, I feel great. I have energy, also mental energy. I'm, I'm usually a lot more happy or joyful or optimistic, uh, positive when, I, um, when I've slept enough. And then if I don't sleep enough, uh, my mood will probably go down. I may have my days that I'm just more, I don't know, a bit more depressed or pondering or somber. Um, so I want to plot the number of hours I sleep every night. And then in addition to that, I'm also going to plot my mood. And this is all on a scale of 1 to 10. So for weight, I'm starting at the top. Like this is like number 10. That's where I am right now. And then hopefully that graph will just go down for the next couple of weeks. Um, or yeah, even days. So every time I lose uh, a pound, I can, I can move the dot half what is it half a centimeter to the bottom and then I'll, I'll i'll be able to see if i if my weight actually goes down same thing amount of sleep hopefully that will be a steady line around between seven and eight hours ideally um and then for my mood i'm also going to grade that from one to ten and i hope that it's usually around eight nine maybe six but if if it really goes down if i if i start to see that the chart shows that i've got these big valleys where i'm depressed and i'm really frustrated and i'm just not feeling well well maybe that correlates to the amount of sleep that i get right and if i if i feel bad um I may actually start to compensate by binge eating or something like that. So maybe that too will be a bit more visible, how these, all these factors correlate. Um, and then the last thing that I'm going to track is stress levels. Now this is where I've experienced the biggest change since, let's say, since I started journaling. Um, the past year has had its challenges but I've rarely been stressed, which for me, that may sound like, sure, why, why would you be? But I used to be so stressed, stressed out. Um, not when I'm recording my podcast or when I'm uh, on a live stream or even when I'm on TV, because <laughs> you'll learn to switch that off, the stress. And so if I'm podcasting, it's actually re uh, relaxing because I can be there for you. But there were tons of times where um, I would completely boil over because there was so much on my plate and I didn't have enough time. And I was struggling with like the expectations that I had of myself and then the, what I could actually do was not at all on the same level. And so that would create stress. There's also worries about the future and financial worries, that sort of stuff. That all gives a ton of stress. But since I started journaling, I had an outlet. If I feel stressed, if I'm feel, feeling angry or I have like strong emotions, writing them down has helped me to quickly step away from the emotion itself to look at it and also oftentimes analyze why I feel the way I feel. 
and that has helped me tremendously to to um, how you say that nip the stress in the behind <laughs> i don't know if that's the way you say it but it's like to quickly alleviate the stress just writing it down um in in had the both the effect of uh acknowledging that i have that emotion instead of trying to run away from it but just embracing i feel like i noticed that i have uh the the experience of a of an emotion of a strong emotion <laughs> just in the way i word it i already try to kind of try to create a bit of distance towards my emotions then i write it down and then you know why do i feel like this what causes this and sometimes it's not obvious and sometimes it needs a i need a bit of soul searching and then i was like ah it's it's because this or that and then i write that down as well so that the next time i feel similar in a, in a similar way I have, I can quickly um, neutralize the causes of those negative emotions or that stress, which has been such a game changer in my life. Um, most of the stress used to come from setting the bar too high and not being realistic about my energy. Um, and also not being realistic about my vocation and what God actually wanted me to do. Uh, one of the things that Jesus says uh, is that his yoke is, is light, right? His cross is, uh, how, do you, how does he say it? My cross is not heavy or light or something. Anyway, you get the gist. So... Uh, God never taxes you above your above what He thinks you can do, and so. But we very often add to the list of things that we feel we need to do to be good enough, etc. And and that creates tension because then every day could be experienced as a failure. Like I didn't meet my goals. That this is one of the issues that I have with to do lists. And like unrealistic planning, I've often called it amb ambition, but it's not ambition, it's foolishness. Ambition is giving your maximum effort to do the things you're called to do. That, that should be the definition for ambition. Ambition is not doing what God asks you to do and then doing like five times as much or forcing yourself to go beyond your your limits, your boundaries, and exhausting yourself just because you feel that what God asks you to do is not enough. <laughs> of course it's enough. And so, for me, this is a very important spiritual breakthrough to realize that actually, if I'm called to be an apostle, or let's say, like the apostles, a follower, a disciple of Jesus, then I can take his words that he spoke to the apostles uh, for myself. I can apply it to my own life. And when the apostles are tired and exhausted after a day of work, he tells them, it's time for you to rest. Let me handle all these sick people and all these demands. You know, I can handle it. You go rest. And I think that is, um, that is something that I've not listened to for most of my life. So knowing that what I do is good 
is enough and that every day I look at so what, what were my plans um, asking myself why I couldn't do what I planned to do and then often that will lead to the question well but was it really your calling to do this how realistic was it maybe God just wanted you to take some time off this is this change of mindset is what allows me right now to take a break and to, to be on this winter break and to relax and just have these non-structured days where I can just sit down for an hour, read a book, or if I feel like it, like right now, just go out the door and record an episode of The Walk. And I didn't, you know, I'm not looking at my watch and like, oh, I need to fill an hour. No, why? I just want to share something with you of my day. And um, I don't know how much time it's going to take me. If I start to become a bit repetitive and redundant, then I'll just stop the recording. Um, so it's a... Uh, but it's all because you let go of this... this or you, you alleviate the stress by making sure that everything that happens is always, in a certain way, contributing to your vocation. Even if it's bad stuff, because stuff will happen. And uh, there will be moments of tension. But if I can allow myself to, if that or those moments arise, to give it room, instead of trying to keep all the balls in the air. No, if I have a time or there will be days or maybe even weeks where life is tough, where it requires me to focus and to spend extra energy on processing and praying etc let drop the rest right create room create more margin and and try to always realize that this is not just you taking away from god's time or whatever or being lazy that's the worst qualification but that it is actually doing god's plan because sometimes jesus wants me to just rest and to take it easy because he is the Messiah, I'm not. I'm just a follower and he knows me way too well um, to overburden uh, me with uh, all sorts of demands. So if every time I feel like, oh, it's too much, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so tired, then probably I did more than Jesus wanted me to do. Journaling that every day, tracking my mood, giving it a number every evening to how did I feel today, was it, like today, for instance, I would give it a nine. Because this has been a super cool day. I love today. Working on this, this bullet journal and uh, reflecting on these things and then ending the day with a, a nice walk, chatting a bit. It's, it's a nine out of ten. But there may be other days where I was like, oh, man, I'm tired and I don't know what's going on. Uh, maybe I'll give it a seven. And then over time, I will be able to see um, how, you know, all these, these aspects of my life correlate. And then, of course, <laughs> the big thing is to evaluate the week or the month afterwards. How can I make those, those peaks and curves and, and um, how, how can I make those lines more stable? Except for the one of the weight, of course, which needs to... It needs to stabilize, but at first it needs to go down a little bit more because I've... Ah, 
I've eaten a bit too much Chinese takeaway yesterday evening. <laughs> but again, that too, I'm not going to commiserate and like, oh man, we should, how did that happen that I ate so much? No, I just had a nice evening with Father Henry and Father Eric. I cherish these last moments that we have as a community of priests now that Father Henry is still here. I'm sure I'll miss it in a couple of weeks. So sometimes you just need to make room, literally maybe even make room gastronomically in your belly to just enjoy the moment, have some fun, spend a nice evening, have a good meal. And then there will be other times where I can just add some extra kilometers to my training schedule and I'll, I'll get... Uh, I'll get that weight down. So, um, and then, well, what I'm most looking forward to is adding all these nuggets of insight, things I've read, things I've learned, to the journal. And I think it will also benefit this particular podcast a lot. Because this is where I share those nuggets. And oftentimes I, I read books and then I was like, ah, oh, I need to talk about that book. And I was like, um... But I've written down, I can't remember everything that was in that book. And then, uh, no, I don't want to have to sit down and, and uh, reread a summary of a book in order to make a podcast about it. But if I keep logging all those insights, um, then actually preparing for a show like this is super simple. All right, that's what I wanted to share with you. This is the end of the episode. I'm still walking next to the busy road that leads to the village but I'm going to just shut off the recorder and walk back just pondering and enjoying the the evening cold <laughs> and the bright lights of all these beautiful Christmas trees around me have a wonderful start of your new year thank you if you are a Patreon supporter um, I definitely count on your help this year as well and if you are able to support my mission and you enjoy what you're listening to and you can miss a couple of bucks every month uh, take a look at patreon.com slash father roderick because i still need some extra help to or some actually quite a bit of extra help this year um, but i'm sure that together we will make ends meet and beyond all right have a wonderful rest of your day and god bless <laughs>